Let your hearts, uh, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you, I go to a, to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may also be. You may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we, how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. All right, so another sip of water. Make sure you know. Stay throw, hydrated. Stay hydrated, man. Corona kills, but so does dehydration. Yep. Um. So starting from verse one. Let your hearts, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. So. Uh, last week, well, I guess I'll start with what happened last week. Um, Jesus revealed that, uh, someone's going to betray him. He revealed to Judas that he knows Judas is going to betray him, and he told him to go ahead and do it. Um, <laughs> he, uh, told Peter that he is going to falter three times, not just one. He's going to deny the Lord three times. Um, so that all happened. They were at a dinner. The, the, what's about to happen at the Garden of Gethsemane, um, that's going to come in the future as well as Peter's betrayal has not happened or Peter's faltering has not happened. Um, that's going to be happening. Wait, no, that already has happened. John just doesn't cover that. But then the garden will be happening very soon. Um, but yeah, so in all of this, uh, in all of the darkness of the light of what's going to happen, you know, those are some pretty big things. The Garden of Gethsemane is very close. Peter has denied Jesus three times. Uh, Judas is uh, revealed to betray Jesus. And what does Christ say? He says, 
Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me also. Uh, this verse should give us extreme comfort, just in general. This is a verse where when it's happening, the times are a lot darker than right now. This is this is uh, Christ is about to die on the cross very soon. He knows that. Um, the he's about to be betrayed. Um, one of the kind of, uh, one of the really bad things that happened in Judas, uh, like the betrayal is uh pretty uh, bad. The suffering of the cross is uh, very bad. All these things are not great, and they unlike us, do not have the ability... Wow, no spoiler, I'm unsubscribing. You know what, you, uh, I was about to call you Judas. You know what, Winston? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for no spoiler warning. Um, all we got to deal with today is Corona, but, you know, we already have our salvation and a clear consciousness in the New Covenant because of Christ's death on the cross. They don't even have that yet. Or the knowledge of that. But Christ is telling them, do not worry. He is comforting them in such a terrible time. Um, who left? That was mean. Whatever. Oh, wait, it was PDM. Coward. Um, so, verse 2. PDM's back. Welcome back, PDM. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to... If that were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Um, welcome, Fire Phoenix. So, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare, prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That's where I am. You may be also. Christ is obviously talking in allusion to heaven. Um, there's going to be many rooms. You know, the Abraham's children uh, were said to be like the sand on the seashore of, you know, pretty much uncountable. Christ is preparing heaven for us um, in a way of him dying on the cross, dying a horrible death, and giving redemption to uh, all of us. Uh, he's preparing the rooms of heaven for us. And the the rooms analogy, um, or not necessarily analogy, but we are now sons of God when we are redeemed in Christ. In other parts of the Bible, it talks about the difference between servants and sons. Servants do not have rights to the house, and they will not be in the house forever. We are or not servants, slaves. I think there's a kind of a key difference between that. But slaves do not have a right to the house, um, and they will not be in it forever. However, sons have the right to stay in the house and to own the house, uh, and to indwell in the house 
absolutely one of my favorite verses, even if I haven't read the Bible all the way through. Yeah. Um, so now, God is making us children, and he is saying, come and dwell in my house. Come live in my house. Christ right now is saying, I'm preparing this house for you, and when I am back, then you will come with me. You will go to this house, and you will live in this house forever with me. It's going to be a pretty big house. A lot, of, a lot of Christians, a lot of people saved by God. Um, does that make sense? Does everyone understand that, that analogy that's happening? Yeah. Um. Doesn't it say somewhere in Exodus how, like, or is it somewhere else where it says how the servant can go if he has, if he's invested a lot into the house, he can go and get his ear pierced and become, like, a bond servant or a bond slave where he's forever that master's slave? I think so, but I'm not familiar with the exact verse. Okay. Alright. You can find it if if you wish. But uh Alright. Yeah, I'm not I don't know the verse off the top of my head. Alright. Um So Verse four. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know what where you are going. How can we say how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, uh, clearly, the disciples are still confused about it. They still don't know where he's going. Uh, they still don't understand what he is saying. Um, it's the, So they're like, where, where, where are you going? We, we, still don't, we still don't actually understand. Um, so, but what does Christ respond with? He responds with, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Christ is the mediator. Uh, in, uh, you know, you have things in, um, let's see, John, let me pull this up, John 1. 51. Um, and he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. It says the same thing in Hebrews 1, where Christ is shown as the ladder between heaven and earth, um, where, as, where Christ is the mediator between heaven and earth. Christ is uh, uh, what we go through to even pray. Um, Christ is the mediator. But how is he the mediator? Through He's the mediator through his sacrifice on the cross. Um, that is a whole lot of stuff to actually talk about, about how Christ's sacrifice is our mediation and if you want to know about that more i'd suggest reading the book of hebrews because it's a it's a phenomenal book of the bible 
Um, but just for now, just understand, Christ is the mediator between heaven and earth. Um, and the only way to go to where he is going is you have to go through him. You do not go through Buddhism. You do not go through Islam. You do not go through... Uh, at least modern-day Judaism, which is not really Judaism anymore. Uh, you don't go through Mormonism. You don't go through any of these other religions that distort the gospel that Christ has given to us, the gospel being that he has died on the cross for our sins and that we now have propitiation for our sins and we are made clean in him. And he has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us and give us conviction and make us love him more and then at the end god the father sees his perfect messenger that he sent christ the sinless blameless fully obedient son of god all the way up until on the cross he was obedient until death he sees that in place of our dirty, filthy lives that we have been living, drenched in sin and drenched in rebellion from him. He is the way to get to God. He is speaking the truth of life and of reality, and he has given us life in him. Verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. This is, uh, this is hearkening back to... Um, not hearkening. This is uh, illustrating the close relationship between God the Father and God the Son. That they are still distinct... This verse shouldn't be used to say that they are now the same thing, and I think in the very same passage it refutes that claim. But this is now saying this is illustrating the closeness between the son's will and the father's will. This is saying essentially, you if you see me and have heard of me and have heard through me, then you're essentially hearing it directly from the father because of how close together their wills are and how they are so connected and so personal with each other this is the same with essentially what we saw in the towards the end of john 13 when jesus was talking about the holy spirit it's the same with the holy spirit that god the father sent god the son god the son sent god the spirit and he's essentially saying that we are not going to contradict each other. We are not going to say anything different from each other. We are not each other, but you are essentially hearing and seeing the same things that you would from any of the, the persons of the Trinity. Christ is now saying that look at me and you will understand the Father. You will see the Father. But then uh, it goes further a bit later, but we, we'll talk about that when we get to that verse. Um, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am 
in the Father, and the Father is in me. Uh, the words that I say I do to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. So, a couple of things to get into with that. Firstly, like I said, how um, when you see the Father, you are seeing Christ, and you, or when you see Christ, you are seeing the Father, because of how closely their wills are aligned. And then you see how Philip is still confused, uh, saying, show us the Father, that's going to be enough for us, and because uh, he doesn't understand what Christ is saying, and Jesus is like, I've, I've been with you for like, for a while now, you still not know who I am? Um, but whoever has seen the Father, how can you say show us the Father? Um, do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? They dwell in each other, but they are not the same. He, Jesus here does not say, I am the Father. He says, the Father is in me. Uh, there's a reciprocal indwelling between the persons of the Trinity. That does not make them the same being. I am not a, a Molinist. Is that the right word? I think it's a Molinist. I'm not a Molinist where I... No, it's um modalist. I'm not a modalist where I think... God is the one person and one being, and he acts in different modes throughout history. I think there's many parts in scripture that clearly refute that. However, um, there is a reciprocal indwelling between the people of the Trinity. And that's, uh, that's a lot of words. Uh, let me know if I can be more clear in it. But there is is a unity between the Trinity. Does that make sense to, so far? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Then I'll, I'll, I'll power on. Um, so, um, he's saying that the words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. So, um, I do not speak on my own authority. We have seen this in John previously, of uh, he has been sent by the Father. He did not send himself, because Christ is not trying to achieve his own glorification here. Um, that comes later, when he defeats death, and now every knee will bow to him. Right now, he is glorifying the Father and humbling himself down to the point of filthy humanity. Drenched in or being surrounded by people drenched in sin to then die a sinner's death on the cross. Um, so he's not saying that these words, uh, that there, he's saying that there's a greater purpose to these words and it comes directly from the Father and he is just acting as a messenger he, christ is the message and the messenger um but he's saying even if even if this doesn't make sense just believe in my works believe in the works that are happening um uh, yeah who dwells me in his works believe that i am in the father and the father is in me or else believe on account of the works themselves that 
Christ is from God because no one else is going to be able to uh, do the types of works that Christ is doing, um, i.e. raising Lazarus from the dead. Verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So, does this mean that now we can go turn water into wine, heal a man blind from birth, uh, raise a man from the dead? Does that mean that we can now do this? Yes or no? I want a response. Um, it's yes, if it's God's will. Okay, I like that response. Um, so... In terms of the works that we do, and this is kind of an unclear passage, or it's a passage that's very easy to misconstrue and change up, because we've seen clear passages in John that are talking about how we will uh, do things as long as we align ourselves with God's will. Um, these, these works are not supposed to be, and I guess... I'm kind of skipping over uh, verse 12, mainly the greater portion, and I'm going to focus on on these last two verses, and I'm going to go back to verse 12. Um, but that we, whatever you ask in our name, is the reason that we pray in Christ's name, but also um, this, these, how do I put this? I just had a brain fart. We... We have to be in line with God's will in order for that to happen. There are more clear passages of the Bible where it doesn't say literally anything that you ask for, I will give you. He doesn't say that I'm going that if you ask for an iPhone, it's just going to drop out of nowhere. That doesn't happen, and that even that type of prayer is not in uh, is not a good prayer it's a sinful and desiring prayer because you want the best technology out there you're not trying to follow god's will of humbleness and to not let money corrupt your heart that's that's not what god is going to do for you and there's uh oh man i can't think of the exact reference however uh if a good father that will not give his son a bad gift, like a snake that will kill him, then how much better of a gift are you going to get from your Father in heaven? Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Yeah, if your heart is filled with the Lord, and all your desires are for the Lord, and you align yourself with the will of the Lord, then you are going to get everything that you want and desire, because what you want and desire is the will of God to happen. And the will of God will happen. Um, so let's let's go back to verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. So what does he mean by greater? Uh, I, think, I think there's 
two ways to take it. I think one's a bad way and one's a good way to take it. Um, I think that, okay, yeah, Luke eleven eleven. what father among you, if he asks his son for a fish, will instead give him a, ser a serpent? And then Luke 11, 12, if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Let's try Luke, Luke thir 11, 13. We're just going to go through the entire book of Luke today. Yeah. yeah. If you then who are evil, how to know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So. Back to verse 12. Um, there are two ways to interpret it. One is saying that we are going to do more than raising Lazarus from the dead that we are now going to be able to, you know, raise 500 people from the dead uh, just with the lift of our finger because we ask the Holy Spirit to do so. Um, I don't think that that's really happening today. Uh, you, I, you could prove me wrong, find a new story, I guess, but I don't think it's referring to... Um, when it says greater, I think it's referring to the scope, not the um, not the actual works themselves. Christ came, and you know, not a ton of people necessarily saw his works. It was mainly just Israel. Uh, what do I tap in order to join the voice chat? What do you mean, Scud? What? Just join. <laughs> this is just a fundamental thing of Discord that he seemed to have missed. Let's wait for Scud to get in here. I'll give Scud one minute. Actually, 30 seconds, and I'll count down. 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18. Uh, you can move him in here, I think. He's okay. in uh, Mean Kids. Oh, he is. I see. The monitor didn't go down that far. Hello, Scud. Alright, I'm going to assume you said hello back. Um, so, I'm talking about... Uh, I think it's more so talking about the scope of Christ's, of Christ's works compared to the works of the church um because christ you know he came and he died on a cross and it was mainly people in like israel and stuff like that the 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 proselyt the proselytization of christianity did not come until the church started spreading uh the the word of christ and uh started actually 
preaching more to Gentiles that now they can they can become believers of Christ and obtain something that what Paul called the mystery of the gospel uh, that you know now the gospel is now not just for Israel um, it's for the entire world not meaning that whatever we're not going to get into Calvinism today we'll, we'll just we'll just go over that um, but yeah, the scope of the gospel and how it spreads is purposeful from God. I, he put us on to the Great Commission. He was the one who told us, go and spread these works and go and show people these works um, so that they come to believe in me. So I don't think it's saying that we're going to then now just be like raising... 500 people at a time just to outdo the works that Christ did. Um, all that makes sense. Any, any questions, any comments, any, uh, concerns, any, anythings? No? Nah. All right. I guess if it's clear cut, then no need to harp on it. Um, uh, does anybody want to close us in prayer? Offers open to anyone? No? No? No one? No? No? You want to do it, Jack-Jack? No. Okay. Uh, well, since all of you are cowards, I'll close us in prayer. Whoa. Hold up. How are you going to call us cowards before prayer? I think it's very fitting. I would, I'm just, it's a joke. I don't think you're actually cowards. It's fine. Let's. I just don't know any prayers, dude. You have to know a certain prayer. He's, Our don't? Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth. I mean, doesn't, hold on, doesn't Revelation end in amen? So you want to read the book of Revelation as I a prayer? I will, yes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read through the entire uh, of Revelation. Does Revelation end in, uh, in Amen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Because it's the last I think of the Bible. Revelation... Would it just be Revelation 22? I don't know. I guess you could read the whole Bible as a prayer if you wanted to, man. Go for it. So. But uh, I'll pray for us, and then... We can leave and I can 1v1 Sango Sauce and Valorant. He's afraid. Um, let's bow our heads. Lord, uh, I thank you for this time of us being able to uh, gather together and uh, to read your word and to just get comfort from you, God, and your reassurance in dark times, darker times than these, uh, that we can have in even modern day times, God, of dealing with coronavirus and, and uh, you know, all the, all the bad things happening today. I just pray that uh, people will take comfort in you, God, and that they will read your word and pray and praise you, Lord. Um, I just pray for people with uh, just any issues that really happen in these days because it's... Uh, it's so much more likely than ever in America to run out of food or, or, or toilet paper or anything, Lord. Um, 
I also pray for people here uh, with their being their friends safe and their friends' parents safe and just the ones that we don't even know who are hurting on the inside that you will provide comfort for them and that you will use us as tools to comfort them as well, God. Um, I just pray for all these things in your wonderful and holy name.